You're listening to the Lawyer Lifestyle Podcast with Chicago attorney Dave Scriven Young. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 191 of the Lawyer Lifestyle Podcast for May 8, 2020. My name is Dave Scriven Young, an attorney from Chicago, Illinois, and I'll be your host. This podcast takes you on a daily journey to discover key principles in the areas of marketing, sales, and leadership for attorneys. So John C. Maxwell is giving us some tips on how to become more creative in what we do and to move into the creative zone, which is where we attempt to think what we have never thought before. And one of the ways that he tells us to do that in his book, Leadership, is to build a creative culture. Now, why would you want to do that? Um, He says that you need to take responsibility for promoting creativity and building a creative culture. So you want to do that for a couple of reasons, but really the point is is that you want to be move yourself into that creative zone and you want to move your people into the creative zone. So many times you hear, um, you know, like you are the, the sum of the five uh, people that you spend the most time with, right? Something along those lines. And it really is true that the people that you spend your time with, your team, will help you or it will detract from the things that you want in your life. So if you're able to build a creative culture in your organization, then you yourself will be more creative as well. So he gives us some uh, some tips on how to build a creative culture. And, you know, it's interesting as I went through these, um, I was thinking, well, yeah, I, I can totally see where he's coming from, but how do you apply that in a pandemic quarantine crisis that we're in right now? Because it's it's easier to, I think, easier to create um, a culture when you have people around you all the time. When you're working with them, when you're coming into the office, when you're going to lunches, you're meeting outside of the office and all that kind of stuff, you don't do that. Uh, you can't do that when you're in quarantine. So an example of that is, number one, uh, he says to feel passion because you really need, um, in order to have creativity, you need to use a lot of energy. And it's passion that provides the fuel for your creativity, which is, uh, which is very interesting. But I think you know one of the best ways that I've seen in order to uh, have people um, be more passionate at work and to have more energy at work is to have something like a morning meeting where uh, you come together and, I, and I've seen this uh, done very well um, in, in the Grand Cardone headquarters. I've seen uh, several videos of it and it's great because it's all very positive. What they do is they essentially go through um, the successes of the previous day. Um, what has happened, um, what are the great things that happened, what are the new deals that have come in. They celebrate birthdays, and then they have some sort of motivational uh, speech, which is usually in terms of reading one of um, uh, Cardone's books, which of co- which is motivational in itself. Now, how do you do that in a, a quarantine pandemic situation? Well, I think you could very... Uh, easily do it by zoom 
And I think that, that it helps you not only to uh, continue to have uh, people be motivated and passionate, but it also gives you a chance to uh, you know, keep tabs on your employees, on your people. Because um, if you're able to, because when they come into the office on a regular day, you're able to evaluate them in terms of how they look, how they present themselves, what sort of mood they're in. Um, and you can't really do that uh, when they're not in the office, when you're all working from home. But if you do it remotely, if you do it by Zoom or Facebook Live or however you want to do it, um, you can very easily keep tabs on people and, and then you know, well, I have to spend a little bit more attention with um, employee A or, you know, Sam um, didn't didn't look like he was really in the game, so I'm going to need to talk to him and just make sure he's okay. So building that passion for what you do can be applied not only in an in-person um, uh, in-person way, but also in a remote way as well. The second uh, tip that Maxwell gives is to celebrate ideas. So when you have a new idea and you're able to follow through on it, um, you should be rewarded either with money, praise, and opportunity uh, because then people will come to value ideas and work towards generating them, which is great. And I always say the best thing to do is celebrate your successes celebrate uh, the people that bring new ideas to the table uh, because if you don't people will um, think that they're not valued people will think that well well I'll just keep it to myself because obviously no one cares no I think everyone within firms and organizations care about new ideas coming forth yeah they may not always work and yeah they may not, may not, may not always be appropriate for uh, what you do but you want to appreciate the fact that they're bringing new ideas to your attention because you never know uh, what's going to happen. And, you know, one thing I've, I've learned from, uh, I'm a big Disney buff, one thing I've learned from Disney Imagineering is they always say uh, a good idea at Disney Imagineering never dies. They have this file of, you know, projects that were proposed uh, but rejected because you never know when sometime down the line, they have a space and they're looking for a new attraction, a, a new ride, a new show. And they'll go back and say, hey, didn't, you know, didn't Mark or didn't, uh, uh, didn't Sheila have a great idea five years ago? And then you are able to keep those, they're able to keep those ideas and refer back to them like sketches and presentations and that sort of thing. And they're able to go back and say, yeah, she had this great idea. Let's go with it. Let's run with it. Um, that happens a lot in Walt Disney Imagineering and it should happen in your company too. If someone has an idea, jot it down. Have a file of great ideas. Have someone write up a proposal, even if you don't go for it. At that moment, you may, you may go back to it three years from now. So keep old ideas and celebrate those ideas when they come in. The next tip is to foster autonomy. And what that means is to not micromanage people because it undermines creativity while freedom and flexibility foster it. And I've, I don't know why, but I've really noticed it, noticed this uh, during the quarantine and the pandemic uh, where I, I don't know if it's just something that's happened to me recently or if it's um, 
the pandemic or just what it is, but I, I feel like when I am doing something and someone is standing right behind me or is watching what I'm doing, I feel kind of self-conscious. Um, I feel like, you know, I don't like my energy is drained because I feel like people like the person standing behind me and watching me is judging me and, um, you know, try, you know, I'm, and I just feel like, well, if, if you just want to do it or if you're waiting for me to do it, I wish you would just do it. Right. So micromanaging is something that's going to tamper down on your on your people's uh, uh, creativity and their sense of. Uh, belonging to an organization because they don't won't feel like they're they are valued. So if you want you want to p give people as much freedom as possible and autonomy to be creative. The next is to encourage courage. Um, so what you want to be able to do is have people feel like they can deal with the unknown, and that they can really uh, take a risk and without having to feel like their job is on the line. Um, and so, and that could be anything from, again, new ideas, new approaches uh, of, of ways of looking at things, um, of uh, stepping up with a client and, and making a presentation, of taking a risk, uh, a measured risk with, um, with a position you're taking in litigation or a new trial tactic or using technology. You want to encourage that courage that it's going to take uh, to take your practice to a new level. Next is to minimize hierarchy. Very hard in a in a law firm. I know that for a fact. I remember when I was um, a summer associate, and um, I was the partner that had assigned me this you know research project. Um, had wanted me to write this memo and I was supposed to send it to several people and I had uh, given the memo to my assistant who you know great lady you know probably one of the best people that I've known um, in 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 my uh, 20 odd years of, of practicing law almost 20 years of practicing law she told me, basically told me all about the seniority process and the fact that uh, at the firm I was at, when you write a memo, you have to put, when you're doing the, the to list on the memo, you have to put people in order of how long they've been practicing, which to me just sounded like complete nonsense, but she was very insistent that the order in which people were listed on the memo mattered, and apparently it really did. Um, to me, I still don't really understand it. Um, you know, people you know feel like they get their feelings hurt if they're not number one on the memo line. I don't know what to say. Um, but we are all familiar with the hierarchies that come into play with uh, with law firms, and to the extent that we can. Uh, get rid of the multiple layered approach and flatten some of those hierarchies, then you'll be able to have the, the people that, you know, so-called people at the bottom will have some sort of sense of ownership, right? If they feel like they're just in a, a, a ladder and the people at the top are the ones that matter, then the people at the bottom are going to feel like they don't have a place in the organization. And they're going to lose creativity. They're going to lose a sense of, of ownership and the
the ability to, to take a risk. So um, definitely we want to we want to flatten the hierarchy as much as possible. We want to reduce the rules. Again, very hard in a law firm because we are the ones that set the rules and we are the ones who follow the rules. Um, but we do want to think about uh, which rules are made uh, to be broken. I've talked a lot about you know things like the Bill Blower and and you know think about the people that pushed uh, the marketing rules because you know back in the day things were very strict and people said you know look we should be able to uh, have advertising uh, to 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 our, our potential clients and so uh, the rules were changed in that regard so there are some rules that were made to be broken there are all sorts of people who they live their lives as either legislators or lobbyists who want to change the rules for their clients. Um, and so we want to uh, foster within our people the creativity to discover which rules don't make sense anymore and which rules, if we break them or we change them, that will be, be more, more effective um, and will work better um, in, in this new environment. The next one is to fail forward. And this means you want to make new mistakes. So number one, if you make a mistake, and of course everyone will make a mistake, um, then you want to learn from them. You want to learn from it, get up and step forward, is what Mac John Maxwell says. He says that anytime you learn what doesn't work, you're a step closer to what does work. So if you make a mistake in a presentation to a judge, if you make a mistake in a brief or doing research or um, what have you, in an argument that you present or in a communication that you write to your client, you want to think about, yes, you maybe you failed in that way, but you want to learn from everything, every little mistake that you do, you want to learn from. Give yourself empathy and then learn from it. And then finally, start small. Um, in terms of what changes you want to make because in order to make the huge breakthroughs typically it comes from looking at the very small changes that need to be made to get to that big breakthrough. Um, I talk a lot about uh, the billable hour and about how I think um, you know it, it hurts attorneys because um, of, the, of the stress that that comes from it. Um, but the only way we're going to get there is not by making this, you know, a huge uh, breakthrough or huge rule change, but by making a little effort every day to maybe get a client to accept an alternative fee arrangement, to ex to have your, you know, uh, firm's management committee to allow uh, some language in, in an engagement letter, because if you make a little change and you'll be able to change people over time in order to make a big breakthrough. That's how every law that has, you know, big societal development has been made. It wasn't made in one fell swoop, but it was made over time with small little changes along the way where people gained, where people accepted those small changes and then the culture changed. It seemed, maybe it seemed like it happened overnight, but as I think I've heard a lot recently, no one is an overnight success. It's those little things that happen, um, little things, little grinds every day, little changes that are made that then all of a sudden you're able to say, wow, that's a big breakthrough. Now I'm a success. 
So what I'd like to you to uh, do for your uh, daily action item is to think of a way that you can have your team do better in one of these areas. Uh, perhaps you want to start a morning uh, Zoom call with your team. Maybe you want to celebrate ideas. Maybe you want to look at how to flatten your hierarchy or to look at what rules that you operate under in your firm that's going to help you be more creative or how what little small step you want to make in order to uh, have the big breakthrough that you want in your life or in your in your firm's life um, and so I invite you to join me in the discussion you can leave me a voicemail by going to anchor.fm slash attorney DSY uh, you can leave me, uh, and then you hit the message button. You can leave me a comment for me to play on the show or a question for me to answer. You can also leave me a comment or question on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at AttorneyDSY. I'm also on LinkedIn on my personal profile, so let me know. If you have any comments about this episode, tell me what you think about this podcast or give me a topic you'd like to hear about. This podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, and Anchor. So please be sure to subscribe and rate and review. I also want to invite you to the next session of the Lawyers Emotional Intelligence Book Club, continuing on with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's book, The Stress Solution. The, first, uh, the next session will be uh, Wednesday, May 13th at 7 p.m. Central. You can find out more at facebook.com slash lawyers EQ. Have a great day or night, and remember to fight for the lifestyle that you want and become the rainmaker that you need to be.